0: uh four beautiful words i love you lord and in the psalm we're gonna start off by just seeing as i mentioned in prayer we can only say i love you lord because he first loved us and this psalm really is is a psalm again declaring i love you lord and it's just full of all the ways god has first loved us and we'll expand on that a little bit as well with other scripture And uh, it's a great reminder of just God's great love and heart and mercy and grace for his people. Um, It's just filled with exhortations and encouragements to be a people of prayer. As a psalmist even talks about, I love the Lord because I call out and he hears me and he delivers me and he meets me where I'm at. He talks about the 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 pains of sorrow and death and hell surrounding him and yet he calls out to god and god brings deliverance for a soul and wipes tears from his eyes and sets his feet on solid ground of oh, such great reasons to love the lord and to abound in the lord the psalmist also he doesn't just say i love the lord but he talks about ways that he loves the lord because listen love is far more than a filling love is actions and it's absolutely acting on the faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to glean much from those thoughts and these truths before us. And then as well in the psalm, there's just a precious, precious verse that uh, is just woven into this in Psalm uh, verse uh, 116, verse 15, where he says, "Precious on the side of the Lord is the death of His saints." And that as well goes back to that love relationship that we have with him. He's with us while we're here walking on the face of the earth and our death those that are sanctified in christ and to put faith in the lord it's precious in the sight of the lord that absolutely we get welcomed home into all of eternity there's so much to rejoice in in that and take peace in that and celebrate in that so we are going to go verse by verse through this uh, chapter here i do want to start by reading the whole chapter 19 verses because i just think it's so glorious again look at these psalms were written not just to study but to be sung we're not going to sing it together but as i read the psalm i just encourage you to read it along as worship to god and i pray that you know as we kind of look at the whole forest here and then we'll start to break down different trees and creeks and streams and so forth i kind of look at scripture that way you know let's just take this in and ask god just to wash us with his word and just begin a good work as we just take in the the fullness of this psalm so there's psalm 16 verse 1 I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplication because he has inclined his ear to me therefore I will call upon him as long as I live the pains of death surround me the pains of Sheol lay hold of me I found trouble and sorrow then I called upon the name of the Lord O Lord I implore you deliver my soul gracious is the Lord in righteousness yes our God is merciful the Lord preserves the simple I was brought low and he saved me Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. I sit in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all the benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem praise the lord amen Amen. well again notice how he starts here i love you lord and as i shared you know what as we've already gotten going we can say i love you lord only because he first loved us john or first excuse me first john 419 we love him because he first loved us we got to remember before we came to christ we were dead in our sins we did not have the means to save ourselves we were about our own business. In Ephesians, it doesn't just say that we were in darkness. It says that we were darkness. Sons of wrath. The Lord describes us as sons of the enemy. And that started when man sinned in the garden. When man said, I will be my own God. And he went from underneath the covering, covering of the Lord. And we know sin entered into this world. A curse came upon this earth. Physical death set in. Everything began to go in a in a in a form of entropy begin to cool off and break down and so forth. And man's relationship with God who was holy, God who will not bring sin into his kingdom was broken. And we were in that stuck place. We were in that place with no hope whatsoever. And God could have left us in that place because of man's choice to say i will be my own god i will not listen to you i will eat of this tree and we know sin began there and it spread to all men and if any of you this morning by any chance are saying well that's not me i'm a, i'm not a sinner i'm a good person you need to go look at the law of god because it declares everyone in this room guilty 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 no question about it no ifs, ands or buts we are a sinful people lost and again god could have left us in that place but he loves us and he has a heart for us and immediately after man's sin God gave the promise of the Savior who would come and though that serpent who tempted man would bruise the Savior's heel we know the Savior would crush his head to make that way of salvation for any and all who will call upon the name of the Lord and listen even in that place when we were in sin we were lost God began to call us to himself the Bible says the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment, knocking on the heart of every man, every woman, every child, and so forth. And notice Jeremiah thirty-one three: the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Notice here, therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Look, there's none that seek after God. God first seeks after us. He is the active party in our salvation. And by his grace, amen, we have the ability to respond. But if he hadn't first drawn us, if the Holy Spirit hadn't convicted us of sin, righteousness, and judgment, if the knowledge of God had not been written on our heart, we would be lost with no hope whatsoever. But in his love for us, he began to draw us to himself we need to be praying for those that don't know the lord that they would heed the call of god to come to himself that he is placing upon them listen in a minute here we're going to talk about prayer and the call to prayer and the fact when we cry out he hears us when we call out in the name of jesus i want to encourage you this morning to be praying for those that don't know the lord jesus christ that the blinders would fall off their eyes and they would be drawn to the living God. They would respond to God's love and his call to himself that he is placing upon them. Notice Romans 5.8. Again, he draws us to himself, but then he has made the way for us to be forgiven, for us to be washed. But God demonstrated his own love towards us. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by his blood. Guys, this is huge. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Again, he demonstrated it. It's not just I love you, but I'm gonna show you my love for you and sending my son who lived a sinless life that's required of us, who went to the cross of Calvary, who took the wrath due us upon himself, laid his life down took it back up, do not question God's love for you. He demonstrated it in the greatest act that could be put forth and absolutely taking everything do us upon himself. Do you, do me, absolutely bearing that wrath to save us from wrath so that we have the assurance of everlasting life by grace alone, through faith alone, in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And listen, Once we enter into that love relationship and calling upon the Lord, even all the more His love is lavished upon us that we can say, I love you, Lord, back to Him. Notice 2 2 Thessalonians 2.16. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and our God and Father, notice who has loved us, pictures of that love, and given us everlasting consolation and a good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work and word again an everlasting consolation he has given us he has given us hope by grace comfort and again he establishes us in good words and works he is so good to us notice first john 3 1 behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us look at more ways that he has loved us and guys we're just scratching the surface of it that we should be called children of god we're called children of god through the work of the cross the relationship with jesus christ he is our abba father who we can cry out to and he longs for us to cry out to him at every single turn what are you holding back from the lord that you need to bring to him this morning move forward and know that god loves you and cares about you and i love here again romans eight thirty seven. yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who again loved us and his love for us he empowers us he strengthens us and if you read that chapter there in romans 8 it is full of challenges and obstacles and so forth but we are conquerors over all of those things in this fallen world through god almighty who has lavished us with his love and sealed us with his holy spirit has given us his word again his promises that are yes and amen so the psalmist starts by saying i love the lord can we say that together i love the lord and he says next because he has heard my voice and supplications so again we looked at all these reasons and now he tacks on another and listen you can tack on another and another and another and another it just keeps going i love him he says because he's heard my voice and my supplication and listen in that work of the cross that we just talked about jesus christ has made the way for our prayers and supplications to be heard when we were outside of the lord jesus christ listen We weren't in a place to be able to enter into the throne room of God and have our prayers to be heard. We know in the Old Testament, we see this picture of the Holy of Holies. There was a veil there, and the high priest could only go in there once a year to offer sacrifice for the sins of the nation. But we know when Jesus Christ hung upon the cross to again make that way of salvation for us, when he had finished atoning for our sins, He cried out it is finished and that veil that separated again us from that holy place it says it was torn in two not from the bottom up but from the top down god tore that veil and that's significant because absolutely it signifies the fact that through the work of the lord now we can enter in and the lord longs for us to enter in to bring our prayers before us Again, with the boldness, knowing that he hears us. Notice Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water again we have entrance into the holy place we have entrance by grace through faith in the lord and notice we can enter in with a boldness and it's not a boldness in ourselves it's a boldness knowing i can enter in because jesus shed his blood for me and my salvation is secure through what the lord has done for me so I can enter in boldly, not based on me, but based on him and what he has done for me. And listen, there's many times we need to enter in boldly when we're hurting, when we're in despair. As we'll see the psalmist say here in a second, when death is surrounding him, when Sheol hell is surrounding him, when his heart's full of sorrow, when he's brought low. And how many times in, in, in those positions we don't enter in because maybe we we, we feel unworthy to do so or we feel like the situation's too big or just you know what whatever reason that keeps us from that place whatever lie comes up from the enemy or whatever temptation of the flesh just tries to prohibit us we need to remember we can enter in boldly and god wants us to enter in boldly through what he has done for us hebrews four sixteen says it like this let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy to find grace to help in time of need. Is that not good? In time of need. And so listen, when it's a time of need, enter in. And let me tell you, a time of need, you know when that is? is It's 24-7. It's 24-7. And then there's sometimes when, again, it's a time of need with a capital, you know, T and a capital N, right? Enter in boldly. Maybe you've gotten away from entering entering in boldly because you have forgotten that that boldness is based on Jesus Christ. Struggles and issues and things you're going through. And let's face it, there's times when we get into ruts and so forth and that devil will come along and say, well, God doesn't love you anymore god doesn't care about you anymore and the psalmist says i love the lord because he has heard my voice and my supplication and then the psalmist goes again not just talking about seasons of victory but seasons of struggle and so forth but i love him because he hears me when i cry out to him and listen cry out to the lord bring your burdens before the lord song of solomon 2 verse 4 he has brought me to his banqueting house and his banner over me was love his banner over you is love and in christ jesus he has brought you into the banqueting house dying with the lord jesus christ can we say amen to that verse two because he has inclined his ear to me therefore i will call upon the lord i will excuse me call upon him as long as i live so he continues on this he says the ear of god and this is this is god who speaks and everything changes this is God with whom nothing is impossible with. That's your God this morning. In fact, is Jesus your Lord? Can you say amen to that? Amen. Then listen, that is your God this morning. And his ear is inclined to his people. He's attentive to us. He's waiting and wanting to hear from us. 2 Chronicles sixteen nine. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Notice here, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are are loyal to him and then first peter three verse 12 it says for the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers but the face of the lord is against those who do evil so again his eyes are looking his ears are open to those that again have righteousness in christ and they're coming again with prayers, saying i want to honor you god i need your help god strengthen me god we'll see in a minute he talks about simplicity which is a picture of humility so again he's inclined his ear to hear me and again when we pray and cry out to him he absolutely does so encouraged again i've been reading in first and second kings of my devotions and it's amazing how many times when these kings or prophets or different individuals will call out to god the lord would come back to them and say because you prayed to me i have heard you And I thought, how simple is that, and yet how powerful, and how hard does the enemy of our soul work for us to forget that? And again, in prayer even being an unnatural thing, it's an act of faith. Does our flesh resist that? But listen, this is where we have to overcome those lies and recognize, because I pray he hears. And the emphasis, again, is on God who hears, but there's got to be prayer on our end the lord told this to hezekiah and this is when the king of assyria had already they had already taken the northern tribes into captivity and now some time had passed and now they have surrounded jerusalem and so forth and hezekiah knows we're outnumbered if if this is just us versus them in the flesh we have no hope whatsoever but it's beautiful in those chapters there in in 2nd kings as you see hezekiah humbling his heart and crying out to the Lord over and over again in each situation. Notice 2 Kings 19, 20, then Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, sent to Hezekiah saying, thus says the Lord God of Israel, because you have prayed to me against sinner Atreb, king of Assyria, I have heard. Man, get that in your heart this morning. Because you have prayed to me, I have heard. Heard. that should stir us to be a people of prayer especially when we read verses like james 5 16 you knew you knew that would get put in here the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and so if my righteousness is in jesus christ and it absolutely is and that's the only righteousness i have is in jesus christ and listen if my fervent prayers and again fervent prayers are those prayers that they're they're, they're not vain repetition but it's coming before God with a dependency upon God. Is coming before God out of faith, knowing that he is God and I am man and I need the Lord God in my life. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And again, Hezekiah's prayers availeth much. And because he prayed, God heard him. And again, that's not by mistake in the scripture. God is teaching us something there. He's saying Hezekiah prayed and i heard him so put your name there pray and god will hear you again when we pray in the name of the lord we pray according to god's heart and mind and sometimes we may not even know that so we just come and say lord i i don't know i don't even know what to pray but what i do know is i need you help me lord listen god hears that prayer I mean, we we there's so many things we don't have figured out, but one thing we do know is that He is God, and He's sovereign, and His will is perfect. And so sometimes it just needs to be the approach of God. I, I don't know what I need, but you know what I need in this hour. Meet me where I'm at. And then when He does begin to lay specifics on our hearts, and we open the Word, we absolutely want to pray according to the Word of God. Because He has inclined His ear to me, Therefore, I will call upon him. Notice here, as long as I live. So, we want to have a determination to call on him as long as we live. We don't want to be seasonal prayer warriors. We don't want to be a people that just pray, you know, in a season of difficulty, then forget. We don't want to be a people that are full of hearts of thanksgiving and seasons of great blessing and then forget. We want to be a people determined to call upon God as long as we live. In this day that we're in right now, we want to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, in knowing these things, knowing that when we call on his name, he hears. Knowing verses like Hebrews eleven six, this is without faith, it's impossible to please him. For who comes to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Knowing when I come to Him and I seek Him, and listen, prayer itself is an act of faith. He wants to reward those who diligently seek Him. He wants us to pray with that faith. That should stir us to be a people who pray all the days of our life. Should move us in that place to be a people of prayer in our prayer closets, in the prayer meeting. I was so blessed. I think we had the biggest prayer meeting we've ever had this morning in the youth room. Every seat in that circle, and we had another circle around that circle that got filled too, of people coming and praying, and it was spirit-led prayer. And I'll tell you, it's so important this day. I pray that we would abound all the more in prayer, in our prayer closets, in our home, and those prayer meetings. In these small groups and so forth, before service and after service, praying for one another, and we would do knowing do that knowing because we pray, God hears our prayers. Let me tell you guys, I look at this world and it's overwhelming. I I, I look at the theological state of so much of Christianum, and it is overwhelming. I see just a, an influx of false gospels. It's overwhelming. We see this just great wave of immorality and godlessness taking over our nation it just seems overwhelming and i look at that and there's so much of me that says stop stop turn and repent and i want to see it all change and i know i'm required to do my part where god has put me and so forth but listen i know there ain't going to be any change unless we cry out to god and i know this that he is our only hope because god can do something about all of this all these things that are too big for us, God can do something about all of it, and he wants to. We need to call out to him. And I might just be in the midst of these things that, are, that just seem so prophetic, because the Bible talks about these end days. But still, listen, there's remnant of people that are still getting saved. And there's people in our life that we love and we care for. And we need to cry out to God for them and be determined. All of my days I'm going to call on the Lord. And all my days I'm going to pray for my state. I'm going to pray for my country. I'm going to pray for those in my life that don't know the Lord. I'm going to pray that the gospel will go forth swiftly. And we'd abound in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you guys. We've got to be a people of prayer. And absolutely when we call out, God hears us. And so if if... If God hears us when we cry out, why aren't we crying out more? Listen, our faith needs to be expanded. And we need to be a people that put down the flesh. And we take up our cross. And again, he'll talk more about that in a second. And we're following the Lord. And understand, I am not just here to live my best life ever in worldly pursuits. I'm here to live my best life ever as a soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ. That I got opportunity right now to affect eternity. Again, as long as we live all of our days to our last breath till the battle is complete and let's call on the lord we got a great picture of this recently in joshua in chapter 8 where the, the the israelites are going to battle against the city of ai and they've already had a defeat and they had to clean sin out of the camp we talked about this a few weeks back and we talked about it wednesday again because it's so good and guess what i'm gonna talk about it again just briefly right now and some of you guys were here for those studies some of you guys might have seen that online but they go into this battle this battle where they had just been defeated and 36 men lost their lives they got sent out of the camp and now they begin to go in the battle but i love it here in joshua 8:18. 8, it says then the lord said to joshua stretch out the spear that's in your hand towards ai and i will give it into your hand and so joshua never engaged in the battle physically he stood and he stretched out his spear towards it let me tell you that was a picture of prayer and intercession joshua is a type of christ it's the same scene we've seen earlier in in uh, numbers when Moses' hands go up when they're fighting the amalekites he's interceding and his hands go up the spear goes up and it says joshua stretched out the spear that it was his hand towards the city so that the ambush arose quickly out of their place and notice They ran as soon as he stretched out his hand. They waited. They said, we're not going to go into this battle until prayer is first being lifted up. And I thought about this from another angle, too. It wasn't until prayer went up that they were able to really engage in the battle. Prayer has to go forth. And then, listen, they go and they get the victory. And then in Joshua 8, 26, it says, For Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of ai so again until the battle was completed he stretched out his spear in that place of intercession oh lord let us abound in prayer verse three and we've already referred to it a bit he says the pains of death surrounded me the pangs of sheol lay hold of me i found trouble and sorrow then i called upon the name of the lord oh lord i implore you deliver my soul again it's a fallen world it's it's a world where there's just a growing spirit of antichrist there's times when death hell trouble sorrow abound and there's times when it just seems like these things are, are 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 gripping us sometimes we just see it sometimes we feel it and there's times when these things are leaning heavy upon us what do we do in that do we just sit and wallow oh woe is me do we get bitter i didn't sign up for this just, there's i keep coming back to this there's just too much bitterness in the world and there's too much bitterness in the body of christ there's no place for bitterness in the body of jesus christ we were damned to hell and christ shed his blood and has saved us absolutely he has good things for us and we don't get our way and we get bitter someone does us wrong and we get bitter something doesn't work out the way we think that it should and we get bitter as i said before don't get bitter get better bring those things to the lord jesus christ and mature in your thinking and start thinking scripturally i was damned to hell and christ shed his blood for me i got a future and a hope and my christ was saved was nailed to the cross and listen he said a disciple is not above his master there could be some bruises and bumps that come along the way this is where listen. There was better teaching, a better understanding. We're guaranteed persecutions and trials and tribulations, but God uses them in part. Uses those in part to get us dependent upon them, on Him, and to shape and mold our character. So we're not just a a bunch of soft, you know, gummy bear Christians that are thin skinned and hard hearted. But we're thick skinned and soft hearted, and useful in the Master's hands. So again, we don't get bitter. we we, when these things press on us we don't want to even first call upon men we don't want to call professionals in who hate god that are god haters that shun his word we first and foremost need to call out to the living god even paul again there was a thorn in his flesh and god used that to all the more have him to be dependent upon god and he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness because in your weakness you call upon me and you're dependent upon me. And there's times when God's going to allow the pains of these things to come our way to all the more get our eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, he is the God who delivers. He's the deliverer. Great example of it—a soon coming deliverance. Romans eleven twenty six 26 and so all Israel will be saved as it is written the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away the ungodliness from Jacob for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins there's a great ungodliness in Israel today again praise God Lord willing soon we're, we're taking a big group over there and I think it's about seven or eight weeks or so and and some people go there thinking they're going to they're gonna see a great religious nation. There's some religion there, but for the most part, it, it's it's a godless place that's been sustained by the hand of God in his grace and his mercy. But we know, again, God's word is true, and through that great tribulation, that nation is going to begin to look up, and the de- deliverer Christ is going to come out of that heavenly Zion, and he's going to turn ungodliness away from Jacob in the only way that it can through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the deliverer. Again, we want to give him praise and glory. We want to thank him. It's, again, another demonstration of his love for us. Verse 5, gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. So, again, more pictures of God's love for us. He's gracious. He's righteous. He's merciful. He preserves us he saves us and notice dave or the, the the psalmist here saying i was brought low and when i was brought low again it's a picture of him throwing aside all those things that oftentimes hinder us in our own thoughts and the philosophies of men and so forth when he was brought low he simplified his heart and just said i need to call upon god i need to humble my heart and call upon the lord too many times we just again complicate the matters but when we humble our heart and simply be when we're simple and we simply call upon the lord he hears us i think a great example is i thought that thought of this when it says the lord preserves the simple and again if you're like well i'm I'm no simpleton you are so am i Well, we'll line up the most brilliant men. You can't call them simpleton. They are. In fact, most of those brilliant men have philosophies that are grossly unscriptural and are damning souls to hell, and you get to the base of them. They're not even scientific or even logical. They're lies put forth to deceive individuals. A simpleton is one that just recognizes I need God, and he is the God who can meet me where I am at. Why am I complicating matters, thinking that I am so much more intelligent than the living God? Great picture of this. I'm not going to read it, but there in Second Kings five, we know Naaman was a was a, a, a soldier there in the Syrian army, and a and a, a a girl had been taken captive by the Syrian army from Israel, and it seems that you know God was protecting her and keeping her, and she was even flourishing in that house. Naaman, though this this uh, commander had leprosy, and she says, "Oh, if you could only, you know, bring him to the prophet of God there in Israel, he could be healed." And so we know the account: the king of Syria sends him there to the the king of Israel, and says, oh, "I brought my servant to have him be healed." And the the king just flips out: "Who oh, am I, God? I can't do this." And we know again: the prophet of God comes along; Elijah comes along and and you know the lord tips him off this is going on and so naaman is sent to the prophet elijah and he tells him he in fact he tells someone to go tell him and he's he's come with this big entourage and this you know great display of so forth you know with with rewards and so forth and elijah tells him go dip yourself in the jordan river seven times and you'll you'll be healed and naaman is completely offended by this he's furious because number one he's not acknowledged by Elijah Elijah doesn't go out oh I'm so you know I'll acknowledge you because you're acknowledging me and we'll do this silly little thing here Elijah says to him, go tell him go dip in the Jordan seven times he's so angry and upset he feels insulted by that because Jordan seems so small next to the great rivers of the world and so forth and then one of his servants says to him listen if he asked you to do something great grand and complex you'd go do it why don't you just go do this simple thing and dip yourself in the jordan seven times and to his credit we read of name and humbling his heart and he goes and he dips himself seven times in the jordan river and it says his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean isn't that awesome because he just simplified the situation Look at how many situations you got going on in your life right now. It seems so complex. It seems so difficult. Even God doesn't know what to do with it. Listen, it's simple. (laughs) The Bible says, as we saw recently, the nations are a drop in the bucket to our God. Man, how many times we just need to simple our heart and call upon the Lord. Again, he says, I was brought low. I cried out and he saved me. Thank you, Lord. Can we say, "I love you, Lord"? Listen, and even hearing that, thank you, Lord. Verse seven, and the psalmist here is preaching to a soul. And I, I've said it many times: the preacher you're going to hear more than anyone else is going to be yourself. What are you preaching to your soul? He says, "Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has done bountifully with you. You have delivered my soul from death, my eye from my eyes from tears, my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land." of the living so he has and he will bear our burdens again the psalmist is preaching to himself look at he's seeing you through he's seeing you through he will see you through he's dealt with you bountifully and so rest in the lord don't fall into the temptation as you're surrounded by death and seal seal and trouble and sorrow You're surrounded by these sayings. The shadow of those sayings are are looming on you. But don't believe the lie that they're too great for God. Don't allow those sayings to come in and bring worry and fear and so forth. But instead he's saying, rest in the Lord. Trust in God. God's dealt bountifully with you, soul. We need to remember that. God's dealt bountifully with us. He sent his son to die for us on the cross of Calvary. He's sealed us with His Holy Spirit. He's given us His word. He's given us His promises that are yes, say, amen. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. We want to trust him, trust him in the valley of the shadow of death. We want to, as we've been talking, of fear of the Lord, which involves even trusting the Lord. Again, it's a reverence for God. It is departing from evil. But a fear of the Lord is also a great trust in God, a reverence for God. My God is awesome. My God is great. God is going to go before me. I'm going to trust in Him, and I'm going to trust Him to the point that I don't fear these other things, because when we fear those other things, we're giving worship to those things, believe it or not. When we're fearful of the future, we are worshiping something other than God when we're fearful of the enemy we're worshiping him versus worshiping god now i know it's not we're not saying oh, i'll bow down before you but in a way we are notice this verse second kings 13 38 he says on the covenant that i made with you you shall not forget let's not forget our covenant the better covenant of faith in christ Then this is when he says nor shall you fear other gods the other gods of sorrow, the other gods of trouble, the other gods of shield, the other gods of death. But the Lord your God, you shall fear and notice, and he will deliver you from the hand of your enemies. Preach that to your soul. When you're tempted to walk in fear and worry and despair don't give those things that credit instead cry out to god and watch god go before you and remember he has dealt bountifully with you he'll never leave us nor forsake us again he says you've delivered my soul from death my eyes from tears my feet from falling not only we've been delivered from death look at this is more so the second death Jesus said in John 5, 24, most assuredly I saved you, and I love it. He goes, he goes you could take it to the bank, most assuredly. You can take it all to the bank when Jesus says it. And listen, you can even double down, not that you need to, but he'll say most assuredly at times when, when we need extra assurance of something. He who hears my word and believes in him will sent me as everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, notice, but has passed from death into life that's the god who loves you again he's delivered our soul from death we're going to die physically but we have eternal life in the lord jesus christ and listen on top of that when he comes back we got an upgrade coming for these bodies it's it's going to be glorious he's taken eyes from our tears he's bore our sorrows He's jarred those tears. He's going to wipe every tear away from us. This is through the cross. Isaiah 53, 4, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And He keeps our feet from falling. Psalm 42, He has brought me up from a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay, He has set my feet upon the rock and has established my steps. God wants our faith in Him, our trust in Him god will bright, broaden the road if need be or he'll make my more, my feet more nibble, nimble if need be and if i fall down he'll pick me back up thank you lord for loving us and what these things said again in these the psalmist is even expressing love back to god and he's saying god's done all these things so i got a feeling he's saying god done all these things so i'm gonna call on him i'm going to walk with them i'm going to abound in them i'm going to call on them all my days verse 9 i will walk before the lord in the land of the living speaking about all his days on earth i'm going to walk with the lord because the lord loves me and the lord is good and again he says i am going to i will he doesn't say well we'll see about it you know we'll see how things unfold but i will walk with the lord and i've talked about this many times listen We should have a predetermined set purpose in our hearts that is before us. And if it's not there, we need to ask God to put it there, to ingrain it there, that we say, I am going to walk with the Lord. Come what may I will walk with God, even if it seems like everything falls down around me, or even the greatest temptations come before me. My determination is to walk with the Lord. Listen, that will do you so much good when temptations come along. There's too many people that waver in these things. Well, I'm walking with the Lord now, but we'll see what comes up next. You think the devil's not going to bring something next? So oftentimes, go back to Daniel there, and Daniel 1. He's being brought into a place of prominence as a young man there in Babylon in this captivity, with all pleasures brought before them, them wanting to train him up to be his guy. But Daniel purpose in his heart he would not defile himself, Daniel eight. He says, it doesn't matter what they bring me away. I'm purposing in my heart. I'm going to walk with the Lord. He walked with the Lord through th- three, different, three different kings. Serve the Lord to the, to the end. Prophecies that are impacting this day came through Daniel. Thrown into a lion's den and God saw him through. He says, I'm going to walk with the Lord. Even, they say, even they say, you can't pray, we're going to feed you the lions. I will walk with the Lord. Served him well, did it not? Verse 10 and 11, I believe, therefore I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. I sit on my haste, all men are liars. So it says, because I believed in the Lord, it's not just him, again, bringing praise to God and thanks to God. It's also him bringing his burdens before God, as we've seen, as well as his concerns, and you could even say complaints, not that he's complaining against god but he's saying these are specific situations that are going on right now because i believe i can bring them to you because i believe in the lord i've cried out help lord i'm greatly afflicted and again we're gonna have afflictions if you start hearing a false gospel of hey look at no affliction! it's an affliction free christianity Again, that's a different Christianity, because our Lord was afflicted, and he said, you're going to be afflicted, but I'm going to see you through those afflictions. I'm going to mature you, grow you, grow your faith. Those afflictions are going to be used for good. They're par for the course. But praise God, in the midst of the afflictions, he doesn't say, but go be afflicted alone. But we can say, oh, Lord, help me I'm being afflicted. And how about you guys in the midst of afflictions and persecutions and trials and tribulations? I don't know, man. It seems like that 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 there's a closer walk with the Lord when it's not the other way. And I'll go through something and draw near the Lord, and it's like, man, I I I want to stay in that place. And and it, you know, it's not even necessarily a description of us having a a, a greater drift, and absolutely we know Lord is as near to us, you know, in the affliction or out of the affliction. But maybe it's just us. We're in that place. There's more of the realization, boy, I need the Lord, so I'm just dependent upon the Lord. Hopefully, we can grow that it's just that every single day. And I'll tell you, I think the world's making it easier for us in that, is it not? <laughs> making it easier. 2 Timothy 3:12, yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And then he says, Because I believe, again, I can say, Help, Lord, I'm surrounded by liars. He says again in his haste, all men are liars. That's scriptural. Romans says all men are liars. The Bible says all men are liars. In fact, in that verse where it says, all desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, the next verse says, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I have to wonder if maybe when Paul wrote that, he was thinking of this psalm right here. It goes hand in hand afflictions and deceptions. And I already mentioned, you look around the world today and you see so much deception. You see just, 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 just so much depravity even coming in, into Christianum that I've talked much of and so forth and documented. And it's just abounding around us. And it breaks my heart because I know truth sets people free and he is the bondage breaker. And you feel so overwhelmed. But let's remember again, God's concerned about all these things and God hears our prayers. And when you say, in the midst of the lies, God, help me to stand in the truth, proclaim the truth, but let me remember, you are the truth. So let's cry out to God. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. So again, the psalmist is saying, I love the Lord because God just loads me with with benefits. Again another psalmist says he daily loads us with benefits. We read of again him laying his life for us, the assurance that we have of salvation and every blessing in the heavenlies and so forth. He says, what do I render to the Lord as as, as in return to that? he says, I'll take up the cup of salvation. When I thought of this, I just thought of the call to take up our cross daily and follow the lord again he's laid his life down for me how do i share i love you lord back with him is it just i love you lord but i'll be over here no i love you lord and now i want to i want to live my life for you i want to take up my cross and follow you and listen even in doing that you won't lose your life you'll gain it he says i'll render i'll pay my vows that which i vowed to pay and listen that which i am called to pay including presenting our bodies a living sacrifice he's saying i want to pay those things to the lord i don't want to just give lip service to god I want the evidence of my faith to be seen and notice here i'll pay my vows to the lord now in the presence of all his people in other words i ain't gonna do it over in a corner by myself i'm gonna walk with the body of believers paying my vows so that not only god is glorified but those around me hopefully they're being encouraged to encourage to do the same thing as well and as i'm paying my vows part of that is ministering to believers in the lord walking as a body and as the body of christ and then we come here to verse 15 and again it's another great picture of the lord's love for us precious in the side of the lord is the death of his saints now listen the carnal man the natural man will look at that and say oh that's horrible the 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 person that thinks this is it you know this is this is heaven and then you cease to exist oh what a what a what a what a pathetic picture right this is it and then it's done and so many people striving in this life just to build their kingdoms and seek their pleasures and so forth Look at all this life is at the testing ground, man. This is This is a short-lived time where we either get saved or we reject Christ. We either stack up treasure in heaven and we're about his business or we squander the time before us. It's a short-lived time when man's sin god gave man a limited time here on earth made the way of salvation and indeed this is the valley of decision and when his saints and his saints aren't those deemed by some group that call themselves you know what the special people before god that bring in their doctrines saints are all who call upon the lord jesus christ if you called upon the lord you are a saint you are sanctified not by anything you've done but by the shed blood of jesus christ and precious in the sight to the lord is the death of his saints why because he welcomes us home then he says welcome home son welcome home daughter welcome home we should take comfort in the death of the lord's saints yes we grieve yes we mourn the first thessalonians four thirteen down through 18 speaks that we shouldn't be ignorant when brothers and sisters fall asleep we shouldn't sorrow as those who have no hope and it speaks there again even of the lord coming for his church and it says the dead in christ will be resurrected first their souls are with the lord their bodies will be resurrected it says we who are alive and remain will be caught up will meet the lord in the air yes the rapture is in the bible i can't oh there's no rapture in the bible have you actually read the bible is my question for you Right out, right out of the gate, Enoch gets raptured. <laughs> he says, with this, again, we who are alive and remain, verse 17, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. And thus we shall be with the Lord, therefore comfort one another with these words. These are comforting words. They're comforting words. Listen, in Christ we have that assurance let's make it our aim though to hear well done thy good and faithful servant let's make it our aim that when that time comes and who knows when that time could be oh i got many years we don't know that let's make it our aim when that time comes we have worn out bibles we have calluses on our knees and we have tattered garments because we've left it all out on the field living for the lord jesus christ Let's make it our aim when we show up before our God that, yes, we're saved through faith in him, but he's a stranger to us. Let's make it our aim never to hear those words. You were a wicked and lazy servant. I gave you talent and you buried them. I'm your Lord and yet you just live for other gods. You feared other gods. You didn't fear me. You squandered your time and guess what? That even took away from your time on earth. It always will. It always will. Side note with this, listen. God also, listen, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints at the same time though. He says in Ezekiel 33, 11, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He rejoices in the death of his saints. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Why? Because he knows an eternity of hell waits them. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but listen, but that the wicked turn from his way and live turn turn from your evil ways why should you die and he says "O oh, house of israel that was backslidden at that point listen if you don't know christ it's time to turn and put faith in the lord jesus christ this morning because your ne- next breath might be your last almost done here verse 16 and 17 O oh Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maid servant. You have loosed my, my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. So again, he's, he's responding to the love of the Lord. I'm your servant. He says it twice. I'm your servant. He says, I am your servant. He didn't say, well, I'm going to serve. He says, I am your servant. Let's make sure that we are we are, we are doers not talkers we're not the son that says I'm going to go out and serve and didn't serve and I don't even want to be the son that says I won't serve and then he serves I want to be the bound the son I'm going to serve and then we go and we serve we're about the business of God you're like I don't know where to start well listen start by getting on your face and praying that we talked about earlier let's be doers of the word again not just just, just you know what giving lip service I am truly your servant. I am your servant. And notice, the son of your maidservant. Perhaps this was David that wrote this psalm. We don't know a lot about David's mom, but we know something about his grandma. Her name's Ruth. But you talk about a maidservant of God Almighty. I think about Timothy. It sucks about Lois and Eunice, his his mom and grandmother. And the thing that just stands out to me is this. Let your kids see you serving God. Let your grandkids see you serving God. Let them not just hear you talking about God, but see you serving God. He says, I'm going to serve you. You've loosed my bonds. Again, he is the bondage breaker. John 8, 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free Indeed. When you come to Christ, he sets you free. Your sins are forgiven. Positioning you're right with God, now it's time to start learning to live practically in the freedom that God has for you, and that includes not identifying with the bondages that he has freed you from. And listen, that lie is infiltrating the body of Jesus Christ to such a large degree right now. Well, he saves you, But you identify with your sin, and then we'll teach you how to walk kind of in both of those and work things out. No, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. He is the bondage breaker. And that other thing is a false gospel and a false Christ. And sadly, that false Christ has been unleashed on the body of Christ, especially in the sin of homosexuality, and it breaks my heart. How tragic to tell a kid struggling with that who knows they need Jesus, well, you're saved, but now you're going to be a homosexual, a Christian homosexual, your whole life. You're like, Steve, you're bringing that up again. Yes, I am, and I'll probably bring it up next week too because I want to see people set free, and these lies infuriate me because that's not the Jesus that I serve. That is not the Jesus I serve. That's not the Jesus that I have experienced in my life who has set me free from so many things and continues to do so. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I'm going to offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving, he says. I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to call upon God. And again, he says, I'll pay my vows to the Lord and the presence of his people. So again, that picture of fellowship, that picture of walking with God, not just lip service to god he says i'm going to do this in the courts of the lord's house so it's not this weird well i have i have church on the beach you know by the creek by myself bro that ain't church church is when you gather together with people who love christ there's an order as set forth in the new testament and we do not forsake it as the manner of some we gather together in the house of the lord to worship god i don't know about you guys but i was just so encouraged just in worship this morning just in praise to god almighty seeing hands extended and voices lifted up and reading those biblical lyrics that were up on that screen what great encouragement we're going to do this forever again in the courts of the lord in the heavenly jerusalem and how's he ended praise the lord praise the lord again it's a praise from the psalmist it's a command and it should be a determination of our life. I will praise the Lord. Let's stand up. Close in prayer right now. I don't know about you, but I've been blessed in this series, you know, kind of picking up where we were in Psalms. And Lord willing, he cherries. We'll probably go through First Peter and Second Peter and then hit a few more Psalms again and then go back to another gospel or epistle but man i've been so blessed in this so rich so deep so good i hope you have too and with that i am again just really looking forward to, to, to diving into first peter but this is just so good again thank you lord thank you lord that we can say i love you lord thank you that you love us oh lord god wash away the lies the nonsense that we would listen to that would say, the Lord doesn't love us. Oh God, Lord, let us rejoice in you and your person. Let us be found a people abounding in prayer, calling upon God, walking with you. Strengthen us in that, God. We read of your, your grace and righteousness and mercy. Lord, lavish those things upon us here today. God, help us today, Lord. We, let, let us not, Lord, overcomplicate it. We need your help, Lord, help us. Can we say amen to that? Hear our prayers, Lord. And listen, if you don't know the Lord today, you've heard bad news, maybe bad news that has grossly offended you. Look, at that's an offense to you because it's the reality of the matter. You need Jesus Christ. If you have not, I cannot encourage you enough to repent. And that is a turning away from you yourself to put faith in jesus christ to be your lord and savior it's saying be my lord i want to be your servant save me by your grace wash me forgive me be merciful to me i need you god the scriptures make it clear whoever will call upon the name of the lord will be saved again if you do not know him you need to get saved you need to get born again maybe you've been coming here three four five years you're here every week but maybe everyone even thinks you're saved but you know that you're not you've never called upon his name today is the day of salvation quit putting off the lord lord any in that place meet them where they're at show them lord how much of your love you want to lavish upon them we thank you we praise you lord help us to finish well lifting our voices to you let's Close worshiping the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. His mercy is more stronger than darkness. do every morning, our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Remember No wrongs we have done Omniscient, all-knowing He counts not their sum Thrown into a sea Without bottom or shore And our sins they are many His mercy is more Praise the Lord His mercy is more Would wait as we constantly roam What Father so tender is calling us home He welcomes the weakest, the vilest, the poor And our sins they are many, His mercy is more Praise the Lord, His mercy is more Longer than darkness new every morning our sins they are many his mercy is more He lavished on us His blood was the payment His life was the cost We stood neath the debt We could never afford And our sins they are many His mercy is more Praise the Lord His mercy is more Than darkness do every morning Our sins they are many. His mercy is more Praise the Lord His mercy is more Stronger than darkness Do every morning Our sins they are his mercy is more, than our sins, they are many. His mercy is more, than our sins, they are many. His mercy is more.
0: Amen. Amen? Well, God bless you. I pray you have a wonderful day in the Lord. Encourage one another. Be blessed, and again, may God richly shine his face upon you.